Why have I quit my job? Why have I, you know, bought a van? And, and why am I going to drive around the country? Well, I'm passionate about the idea that you need to be heard. And I want to stitch these stories together across the states. We're going to find the commonalities. And it's going to be really an amazing experience. And I look forward to you joining me on the job. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Mental Health Today. Uh, good. I think it's a good Monday morning. Beautiful sunshine here. I am uh, today in Jackson, Mississippi, uh, doing some shows on the JAR podcast. Uh, but this show is brought to you by the JAR Foundation. It's really all about bringing people on uh, onto the stage, giving them a platform to talk about what their experience is in the mental health space, what they're doing to kind of help the crisis that's out there, uh, observations, uh, etc. We get founders uh, from different companies creating applications and, and new solutions. Uh, we've got people in the traditional therapy space, owning clinics, as well as therapists, all kinds of different people. Today, um, we've got Jivan, and it's kind of cool. We were I was a guest on his podcast uh, maybe a couple months ago. That was a great experience, and just I think we're about as opposite as you can get. Uh, I had another opposite moment the other day. You know, he's a uh, he he's just from a different part of the world and got a different background. Um, and he's about half my age <laughs> and, it's like, yeah. and there's just like so many, but we've got such a kindred spirits around positivity and, um, you know, kind of good, say stupid, but good vibrations and just trying to use those tools to kind of help manage our own mental health. And we had, a, we really had a good com a good, I think we had a good kind of a bond around that, that we both have found that to be a tool that helps us. You know, it's not always going to, you know, get you through. There'll be times when you need help, professional help. But but certainly I think, you know, having these tools, these preventions and talking about those. So I, I think, John, welcome to the show. Thanks for being a guest. Um, maybe have a little background about yourself and, um, you know, just kind of poke around. And I think we know I think, you know, the drill. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on, Ken. And as you said, it was uh, great to have you on my show. So thought I'd repay the favor. Um, so for, for your audience, I'm an author, a self-development author. I've uh, written a book to becoming their best selves, and that's by using your mentality to to get to the next level. And I've got some experience with mental health. I'm not saying that you know I'm a doctor, and mm. we're probably not going to talk too much about the the higher level schizophrenia and all those sorts of disorders. But what we are going to probably talk about is how to improve the mental health state that you have currently, um, just from very basic observations and things that definitely work super yeah i think it's just um this you know this part as i've been writing some stuff for the for the foundation uh the the part you know one of the things we're trying to find and articulate is what part of the space we we are going to reside in and where we think we can add value we're not like you said you're not a doctor we're not doctors you know we're just passionate about the about the crisis and trying to find our our niche and so it is for me, a lot of this is around prevention and the tool set are things we can help people, you know, get in their hands because there aren't doctors. So it's people like yourself that are, you know, and in some ways kind of on the edges are also on the front lines. Oh, absolutely. And as you said, you've got a problem or admitting something. Hmm. So for those people who maybe are, having bad thoughts or negative thoughts or feeling depression in inverted yes. comments 
it's first of all observing that and identifying that mm. once you've identified something you can then look to change something yes so for me there's really and again as we said out of the remit of people with schizophrenia and certain disorders there's really for me two ways that people have poor mental health from again my observations one is they don't like their environment so if you're in an environment that you don't like so maybe you're living in a in a um at your parents house and you want mm. to move out maybe it's that you have got a job that you don't like maybe it's that you're living in a city that you don't enjoy anymore and we can list off hundreds of things here and that puts you in a bad state because you aren't in an environment that you can thrive in which puts you into a bad mental state that's the first one the second is regardless of what's what environment you're in you always look at the negative so you could have mm. loving wife a family you could have a high paying job but you're the person who focuses on the fact that you've still got a mortgage to pay the fact that you're getting woken up in the middle of the night by your child the fact that you have to go to work for for, for seven eight hours a day you're focusing on the negative which then puts you into a negative state which then yes. makes you yeah. regret um uh your life choices essentially so I think if you can just change those couple of things, as well as obviously the basics, you know, be more sociable, go out for walks, exercise, all the very basic things. If we can be more optimistic and change our environment to be more in line with what we want and the best environment that we can get. Yeah, I think the, the environment is interesting. Right? I think it is. It's for sure. It's got an absolute impact. The energy of your the place where you're at, you know, is really can can negatively affect your your mood. Um, I think those are the controllable stuff, right? I think those are the, the the ways you you know the controllable things around mental health. There's trauma and stuff where obviously it's not really in your control. You know, the kind of how how that affects your mental state or your ability to kind of manage you know manage your thoughts as you deal with it as you kind of process the trauma. Yeah. Interesting. So it's, it's, you know, it's where you live, where you live and really how you look at things. Yeah. I'm mean, not Positive. necessarily where you live from a, from a location perspective, but it's, it's how you're living as well. Mm. So, okay, let's, let's use an example. Yeah. You put the same person in prison and you put the same person on the beach on holiday. Mm. The variables are the environment. The, the person is the same but the environment is so different. Are you going to be more depressed in prison or are you going to be more depressed sitting on the beach with a, with a beer in your hand? Yeah. Or even more wild this two different people in prison, how they, how they manage and how they we'll come. We'll come to, we'll come to that in a second. Yeah. Okay. The, the environment is the first thing. If yes. you're in a, a better environment, you're less likely. And we're not saying it's impossible that you're going to be depressed. It's less likely. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, for sure. You're going to be a way better chance of being happy yeah. at the beach. Exactly. So they're the variables we can change. And, and look, there are, as, I said, as you said, things there in life that we can't necessarily change. But if there are things that we can change that can give us a better chance of, mm. of being in a, a good position, why would we not do that? Now, the second point you mentioned is, well, what about the two people in prison have different views? Yeah. It comes back to what I said before. It's not what happens. It's how you view things. Are you looking at the fact that Oh, I'm in prison. I'm going to be here for ten years. I'm getting, 
horrible <laughs> yeah, food. Prob- or, probably. Yeah. Or again, for a while, for a while. Yeah. Right. But you know, the other person will be like, well, I'm here now. Let's make the most of it. Right. Okay. Right. You got to get your head in on, that space. Yeah. I'm going to focus on my goals of doing a thousand press ups a day. I'm going to read five books a week. Hmm. I'm going, to, at least I'm getting food that I don't have to worry about cooking and I don't have to pay for it. Again, I'm not saying these things are necessarily the best things in the world, but it gives you something positive to focus on as opposed yeah. to having your mindset on a negative repeat mode. It doesn't matter what position you're in. Like Victor Frankl's book, um, it talks about having a, um, a man's search for meaning. He he basically says, look, he was in the, in the camps, wasn't he? And he says, look, I managed to put myself in such a position in terms of my headspace that I wasn't affected by anything going on around me. Stoicism yeah. wow. is another sort of philosophy that people can use. It's not what happens to you. It's how you deal with things that, that, that's important. You could be, become bankrupt. One person will think, oh, my God, I'm bankrupt. Oh, what is everyone going to think of me? How are they going to judge mm. me? The other person will say, right, I get a fresh start this time. And I've learned so much. <laughs> yes. But again, it depends on it's what two different, you, yeah. What, Same thing, different look outlook. Exactly. So my point at the start was there's only two two things. One is the environment, which if you're in a better environment, the chance of you thinking negatively is less. And the second point is how you think within that environment. Yeah, in whatever in whatever environment you're in. How what, you look at things. Yeah, and, and how you look at it. What do you, what's the, I mean, what's your view on, I mean, mental health among the youth, you know, people your age in England, who are the kind of people you hang around with? What do you kind of see? What's your, what are your observations? Um, my observations are that the habits that society, not, I wouldn't say endorses, but has come to be part of society, smartphones, mm. social media, um, lack of social contact, um, yes. the the trying to show off how good your life is, but actually you're not enjoying your life. All of the social media sort of side of things has created a lot of mental health issues amongst the youth. They now value things that aren't important. Um, so, as an example, mm. if you can if you can settle something with money, it's probably not very valuable. In all fairness. The best things in life, you know, I know it's quite cliche, but the best things in life are free. People don't Ooh. value necessarily their family anymore or their real friends. They would rather have a million followers on. It's kind of a powerful statement. The best things in life are free. As in you didn't have to pay for them. You were born with certain gifts, your health, your intelligence the air that's around you etc but we people value what we buy oh your cars your house you know the clothes that you are wearing all Mm. things that you have traded money for is what people see in in terms of value but actually it's really the things that you didn't buy that are valuable yeah, that's that's uh, that's so it's so simple, but so profound. And I forgot that statement. I I don't think I ever realized really what that meant until you put it in this context. So the phrase has a whole different meaning for me now. Yeah, 
Yeah. I think well, I think it comes down to the again your philosophy in life. If you're a materialist, and again the way that social media betrays the world, yeah. it makes people more materialistic. Oh, unless you've got a Lamborghini and you know you're wearing a Rolex, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, you're you're not living your best life and all this crap. But sometimes it's the people who are working with dogs and they live on a, a farm or whatever, and it's not the fact that. It's the farm. It's the experience they're having on yeah. a day-to-day basis that, that's that's exciting. The, the, yes, you maybe have bought the dog, yeah, but it's the relationship is free, if that makes sense. Because you, yeah, yeah. you could, because I'm using the counter argument now. Where you're saying, well, actually, you know, those things cost money, but it's not. You haven't bought that relationship. That relationship is something that's that doesn't cost money. That's nurture. Relationship yeah, with your pet. Your kids, they to look after, but again, it didn't cost money to to buy the kid, did it? You know, in in, in fairness, so that's what we mean by the best things of life are best, free. Yeah, oh, that's a great uh, great reminder and a great for me a different, like I said, a different a different version. What's what's it like for what's it like in in the UK overall? I mean, mental health. What's the you know in the US we we hear about the vaulted uh, UK system for health. You know, you don't have to pay or you pay a small amount compared to the US. Um, here we have an incredible shortage of therapists, uh, and especially where you know the country is real large. So geographically, physically, seeing a therapist is is next to impossible in some some cities and areas um, obviously in cities, it's a lot, you have a better opportunity because there's therapists there, but of course you're competing for a lot of other people. Now we've got, of course, we've got now remote uh, therapy online. What's it, what's it like with the, the UK system? Cause I, I think that's where people, most people would want to go is through the, is through the NHS. I just think there's a huge stigma atta- attached with. Um, Still in the UK. Who, I think it's just always going to be the case. Hmm. it's just the name mental health yeah it's a shitty marketing name to be honest i mean it's you really got to come up with a better name to, to for a broader appeal yeah it's, it's the word mental if, if you were to say if, or um or getting things off your chest even that that that, that could be a way because a lot of the time people don't have psychological issues they basically need someone to talk to. And again, let's bring the social media situation back into the equation. Pre-phones, we people used to talk about everything, every little thing. Oh, did you see what happened in in, in the city next next door? Did you see what happened in the newspaper? Did did you how did how was today at work? Yeah, it was just goofy. They talked about any literally anything. Anything. Now it's like people have lost a lot of social skills. And because of that, you are less likely to, to, to talk with other people. Um, and when yeah. you're less likely to talk with other people, you don't get things off your chest. Yeah. And everyone is dealing with a problem. It doesn't matter how you know well you think your life's going. Everyone is dealing with some sort of issue in their own mind. For oh, sure. I, my gym is not progressing. You know, my progress at the gym is not doing as well as possible. My business... health concern whatever it is we're all fighting a battle a lot of the time if we keep those thoughts built up for too long 
that's when we become clogged up in the mind. If we think of a letterbox, mm. and they're stuffed full of letters, the postman can't post any more letters. You can't have any new, exciting, fresh thoughts anymore until you've cleared out that clogged letterbox. So a lot of the time when we, people go to see a therapist and a counsellor, the counsellor actually is listening. People think that going to a counsellor or therapist, they're going to get told the answer, even a coach like myself. We don't tell you the answer. We're there to listen, to try and hmm. act as a mirror to understand what it is that's bothering you and to get rid of that problem. A way that people sometimes do it if they don't have people to talk to is to write down their problem on a piece of paper and burn, yeah. burn the paper. It's a great one, right? It gets rid of the problem psychologically. And that's sometimes what we want to do. Like I've, I've even seen psychologists and therapists and counsellors and coaches. And I feel good when I come out because I'm like, I answered my own question that I didn't even know I had until I went in there. <laughs> I didn't even it's know I had that. Uh, that's a really good therapist, right? When you're in there and you find out, I didn't even know that was like, yeah, dang. I needed that like, answer. Because you say, oh, you know, this is this is what, you know, what the issue, what, you know, it's not necessarily an issue, but you, you're just basically having a dialogue, aren't you? Oh, you know, so this is going on. And be like, well, why do you feel like that? Or what alternatives are there? And I'm yeah. giving, I'm actually giving the answer. Oh, the alternatives are this, actually. Okay. Well, of those two alternatives, what's your favorite? And why is it your favorite? And sometimes it's you saying those things that gives you clarity in your own mind. Yeah. Hear, People can't hearing tell you it. to do stuff. Yeah. yeah you're hearing, hearing yourself. It. voices in our head don't we and not to sound like crazy but you know you have an internal <laughs> dialogue don't you of, of things but when no you i don't no I, no i don't i don't i don't have a no i don't of course i don't i'm not talking <laughs> to myself yeah and it's in the bed in the shower no no i'm not i heard something actually the other day well, not the other day it was probably about a year ago is if you hear your own voice in your head you're okay it's when you hear the voice of other people that it turns into a problem like if you if you listen to your own voice in your head, it's in your voice. But when yeah, you but hear if there's, a, if there's a third person in your head, yeah, yeah, you better a victim. Yeah, exactly. But um, but yeah, I think that if it's sometimes and, and and the problem is as well, if we go back to what what I mentioned at the start, and this is where I was essentially going. Yes. When when you speak to your friends and relatives, even if you know you're not a social media person and, and you have got this close network of friends and relatives who you can speak to sometimes it's a judgment factor sometimes you're scared of them telling someone else yes that's yeah. why it's good to speak to a coach a therapist a counselor because they're independent they couldn't give a shit and i mean this in the nicest best way possible that you feel bad about yourself you have low self-esteem no one can give a shit that you're a virgin or that you're overweight and you feel bad about yourself we're here yeah. to help you if you talk to your friends sometimes and it's and that's why I think it's really important if, if people do want to speak to someone and look even people even if you don't feel that you have an issue yes why why do you have to wait until your car's broken down to service it oh I think this is for me it's one of the things you know we really got to talk about which is you know it's not a crisis kind of a thing. It's, it's, it's like your physical health, right? You go in for a checkup. You're supposed to get your teeth cleaned. We even get our teeth cleaned and checked. 
but yeah. you know you, you should go in once once a quarter once a month once a week whatever that frequency is but you definitely and get in the habit of get a relationship with somebody yeah exactly. you know, it may take time to find somebody if something does happen and it'll take time to get to know the person so you know one of the things i see with talking to a lot of my guests is it takes time to find the right the right therapist where you get a groove going um yeah like not everyone gets on do they um, yeah you know there's some it's people pers- have, very personal yeah and, and the things you've got to feel comfortable opening to someone someone yeah. might feel better with someone of their own gender someone might feel that they yeah. need a, someone of the opposite gender someone might feel that they need someone of a similar age someone might feel that they need someone who's older so they could feel yeah in some ways that they're getting help from someone who's more experienced, if, if that makes sense. Like some people are funny like that. They they can't take advice of someone younger than them. That's just their inherent <laughs> nature. Because they're like, well, what does this person know? They're they're 18, I'm yeah, 75, yeah. and yeah. I need to speak to someone. I need someone of my age and who's been through some of the yeah. things that I've been through. Like if you've got if you're dealing with trauma, for example, of the death of your child, if someone's 18, it's very difficult for them to empathize with that, that individual. Yeah, that, that would be sense. hard. That would be a hard one to go. It's very yeah, difficult. Yeah, that's, and that's, pretty... just, that's, that's just an extreme example. But these are the t- sort of judgments that we have inherently. And sometimes person, or they weren't right because of X. This person mm-hmm. wasn't right because of Y. And, you know, you have to kiss a lot of frogs to get the prince, as, as they say. Yeah, yeah, and it's a it's a real thing. I've heard that I've heard that from from people. What are people? I mean, because you've got this, you know, the vanquished transformational coaching, right? So it's not you're not going to get people for. I, I think you're going to f- attract a certain type of client. What are what are some of the things you see? What are they? You know, like, especially around the mental health part, where we, we were talking about. You know, it's not really mental health. It's really just letting people get stuff off their chest and then kind of guiding them and giving direction. So people that are on the edges and maybe considering mental health, but maybe considering a you know a coach first. What's what's a kind of typical relationship you've got with people? So I mean, as with anything, there's always a spectrum, isn't there? And yeah. I'll talk about both yeah. ends of the spectrum. To yeah, kind extent. of an what what it feels like typically. Yeah. So so one end is is someone who's unemployed. They can't find work, and they have low self esteem. They are maybe overweight. And someone who really needs coaching into how to think, how to set goals, routines, what their fears are, why they think in certain ways, why they're so mm. pessimistic, and how to turn them into a, a functional member of society, as an example. So getting from a, a one out of 10 in terms of their output to even maybe a two or three out of 10. Mm. On the other end of the scale, we've got people who are very high-functioning businessmen or CEOs who want to get to the next level. How can I get my optimal mentality? mindset to get even further. Yeah. So that's probably either end of the spectrum. And you'll see that regardless of whether it's at one end or at the other end, it's still something that's about improving something. It's about improving your mindset. It's about Mm. improving how you think. And whether you speak to a coach, a counsellor, a therapist, all very similar in, in, in some regard as to we are here to to listen and also offer 
a reflection of what you said back to you so you can answer your own questions yeah you can hear it and yeah you you tend to notice some patterns you know people have fear of being judged they have imposter syndrome they have um fear of success they have fear of failure they have um many of those fears that hold them back and sometimes they're not aware of those fears that are holding them back mm. and they need to work out and speak to someone about about these things maybe they have self-sabotage and where does that come from is it from self the self-esteem issue is it from how they're thinking and this is the sort of thing that all of those professions can can help to um bring across um to to their clients yeah it's a great uh, great articulation of the ba- of how that works um especially if you've seen if you've seen clients kind of go through it um so it's going to want to, yeah, I wanted to come back a little bit. I wanted to come back to that NHS question, you know, about the, about the services and when, how, you know, is it easy to get a therapist in UK? Um, well, as, as I said, what, what I would say with the NHS is that, especially since post COVID, it's been harder and harder to get appointments and it's a much more long winded process. Um, and I think for, for the NHS as well, um it's probably more serious cases that will be that will be yeah put forward to consultation mm. uh, if that makes sense so people who are oh, of course yeah, of course really depressed maybe they've attempted suicide um maybe it's a trauma based thing i think for for a lot of people who maybe aren't severely affected by mental health but just want to improve their position it's maybe those people that maybe wouldn't seek help when maybe they should, if that makes sense. Because as we said yeah. before, you don't need to wait until you um, the, the car has broken down till you service it. Um, but then, you know, if it's not a serious case, it's a case of, well, do I then go private? As right. people do. Right. Yes, people, I'm sure. Yeah, and I think that's, um, I think this is the, one of the benefits of having these conversations and trying to find other ways and, and those early entry points or way pl- where people can do the maintenance and yeah. maybe not have to be in the system, you know, it's going to be through coaching and et cetera, where there are, where there is more opportunity. What, what about like nutrition and sleep and everything else? Do you guys talk about that in your, in your coaching, you know, especially I think, cause that's, I think as I'm putting the foundation together, uh, nutrition, fitness, uh, both play out as pretty important in the equation. Absolutely. And it's it's my first chapter of the book, actually, of, uh, Become a Person of Value, because without being in a good physical space, you can't be in a good mental space either. If you're consuming alcohol, drugs, poor diet, you're not going to be at the optimum temperature, um, the optimum yeah. um, level, rather. If you think of it this way, if you put diesel in your petrol car, <laughs> it's not going to run very well, is it? And, and you wouldn't even do that, actually. No one would do that to their car. No, exactly. So why would you do it to yourself? That's a good question. These these are the sort of questions that we need to ask. And and this is, again, okay, let's use that as a coaching example. Someone might say, well, um, I, I don't know why, but I always keep eating terrible food. Instead of me saying, oh, this is the benefit of eating healthy, I say, okay, have you got a car? Do you drive? Yes, I drive. What fuel does your car take? Oh, it's a petrol. Okay. Would you ever fill up your car with diesel? 
absolutely not. No, I love my car. Yeah. Okay. Why are you feeding us? It's the same thing, but it makes him realize it in a different way. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, no, that no, that's a great analogy. It's like I would never put that in my van. I would like I would ruin my van, and I'm like, okay, why would I eat that garbage? Because exactly. it tastes good, or it feels good, or I'm trying to fix something, right? I'm trying to give me some. Yeah, I'm missing something. It's it's feeding something. But but you see how that analogy makes you think about your diet differently now. As opposed to me saying, McDonald's is not good for you. Please have celery instead. That's your mind doesn't think like that. It doesn't accept those instructions for the, for the most part. Some people are very good at that. They will listen to things. No, but I agree. The psychology. Yeah. It's the way that, yeah, you're. Be the lasting change. And, um, and yeah, that's, that's, essentially what i what i think on, on that point it's got to be physical health first um so you need to have a good diet you need to be consuming mm. the right thing you need to have good level of sleep you need to have, be drinking good clean water um no one's saying you can't have you know a treat now and again but again let's use an example of a dog would you feed your dog treats as their meals forever or would you give them solid meals first and then give them the treats as extras yeah you what would happen if you fed it? Would you feed her dog a pop tart? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Probably, but it wouldn't be very nice to him. Nice, um, Javon. It's been a great chat. We're we're at the end. Um, how about some closing thoughts? I mean, this is a really good. I love the conversation, especially around um, you know, just educating us on how and the value of the coaches and how they play into really giving people other. Uh, alternatives and how they yeah. play a similar role to therapy that mirroring that you described as a technique with coaching is i've seen it, it it's a great powerful technique um so how about some how about some closing thoughts well i think the first thing i'll say and as, as we spoke about at the start you know we're not here to, to talk about schizophrenia or diagnosing but yeah if you're unhappy with your situation you have that depressed in inverted commas feeling that mm. my life isn't what i want it to be how about we des decide and define what an ideal life would look like for you. Yeah. Because if you're living your ideal life, surely you would not be depressed, first thing. Secondly, is yes. if you aren't in a great position or a great place, yes, you can have this plan, but also life have, or is your life the dream life of someone else? So mm. for example, I'll, I'll use myself as an example. I have my own podcast show. I run a podcast, I have a book out, I'm a coach, I work as a financial advisor, I do judo, except I'm, I, I own my own home, uh, I've got a car, I've got a dog, etc., etc. Someone else would love to be any one of those things. So I need to be grateful for that. If you're grateful for something, it puts you in a better mind state instead of being oh, envious yeah. of someone else who has the bigger car, the better house. Someone else is jealous of what you have. So you should be grateful for that. And that will put you in a better mind state. If you can think optimistically and not pessimistic, mm -hmm. for example, if you own your own house and you're worried about the mortgage payments, at least you have a house and you're not renting. It's a good worry to have. Yeah. You're living in a nice Western country with, you know, you've got job opportunities. You've, you've, you've got the government looking after you in some respects. And let's not go too deep into, into this, but on the face of it, um, or you could be living in Afghanistan or Somalia where, you have nothing. Hmm. 
things could always be worse. And that's how we need to start thinking about things. But we need to have the, the gratitude, but we also need to have ambition to improve our position and our environment to put us into a better state. Awesome, Javon. Yeah, I agree. We got to have a little bit of that. Got to have the gratitude. So key, but also got to have a little fire. Exactly. Make things better. Exactly. Thanks again, Javon. And thanks everybody for, uh, you know, watching if you've been watching or if you're listening here on the uh, Apple or Spotify stuff, thanks very much for that. Do give us a little like and a follow mental health, really important. And we're just trying to do our, our little piece. I'll see you on the other side. Yeah, loose, baby. But we're about to go and make this vessel with these great professionals yeah. in public glass. We're not part of the community, but we're from the outer family of glass blowing. Yeah, we're going to go make a magical giant jar with optic lenses so that if you turn it, it changes all the time. So if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change.